welcome to Crestview Baptist Church this morning. Thank you for coming to worship with us on this Mother's Day Sunday. Uh, we are so glad to have you here, and if you're a mother, we are extra glad to have you here because uh, I can experience without the women in our life, I would be lost. So uh, I know other men feel the same way, right? Right, David? We, we know what to do. Um, if you are a guest and you're with us the fir for the first time, there are some cards in the pews in front of you. If you would uh, fill one of those out, drop it in the offering box. We'd just love to have a record of your attendance. Um, several announcements coming up. Um, I need to know by today or tomorrow if there are any more graduates uh, so I can get all that cemented down. The graduation uh, recognition Sunday is Sunday, May 22nd. So if you... Um, if you are interested in that and have, have a kid or grandkid graduating, please let me know today or give me a call tomorrow. Um, next week is, um, first of all, in the morning we'll have our deacons meeting. Don't forget about that, deacons. And then um, after church next week we'll have a business meeting where we'll be voting on a potential change in the bylaws. Uh, so, so keep that in mind. Um, as we move toward the end of the month, we have our first churchwide fellowship at the Creek coming up on May the 29th. I'm um, excited about those. Those are really, those are really fun. Um, we have our women's tea coming up, and I think Sandra's going to share something about that in a minute. And I think, I don't know where Wednesday is. Are we having a work day? Thursday? Okay. Well, we'll send a message out if there's a work day, but uh, so... I'm just going to turn it over to Sandra, and uh, after that, I just invite you to turn your hearts toward God, and let's focus on Him this morning. On May the 21st, our WMU will be sponsoring our annual tea. Uh, that will be at 11 o'clock that morning. We do have a renowned guest speaker coming, Miss Cindy Wood. Uh, if you have never heard of her, she, she is a great inspirational speaker. She writes books. Um, but uh, we would like for you to let us know if you're planning on coming. So if you would see either Joy or myself um, so that we will know how much food to fix. <laughs> That's kind of important. So if you will uh, let us know, try your best to let us know this week. And uh, Joy does have tickets with her. There is a $5 cover charge, <laughs> and that's to help us with our expenses. So uh, that is May the 21st, and ladies, bring a guest with you. Again, we just need a head count. So if you uh, will make plans for that, we would love to have you with us. Good morning. I hope everyone's doing well. And ladies, happy Mother's Day. Today is a special day that we honor our mothers. So I would like to ask that if you are able, if you are a mother, a grandmother, doesn't matter if it's bio, biological or adoption, doesn't matter. But if you are here and you are a mother, if you would please stand. Don't sit down yet. Don't sit down yet. As you remain seated, we have, or standing, not seated. <laughs> as you remain standing, our, uh, we have some, uh, uh, just a special gift for you. And we have four of our youth that will be uh, coming around. 
and handing you the gift after you receive the gift that you could sit down. But uh, we just want to say how much we appreciate you as mothers, as Christian mothers, and all the prayers and all the, the guidance that you have given each one of us over the years. We want to say thank you. Now, I know what's going to happen. Everybody that gets one of these things, you guys are going to open them up and smell them, and our church is going to be smelling wonderful, right? <laughs> oh, I know you're probably the first one over there looking at it and smelling it. Well, thank you again, mothers. And uh, I know that this right now can be a difficult time for many. But I want to ask you, where would you be now if it wasn't for your mom? I can tell you one thing, you wouldn't be here. So thank you, mothers. Now at this time, if you'd please join me in prayer as we begin our worship service together. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come to you seeking your face. Dear Lord, this morning as we were going through our discipleship time. My little group that I am with, we talked about listening and how you said that your sheep hear your voice and you know them and they follow you. Dear Lord, today we want to hear your voice. And we ask that you open our ears. So just for this short time. That we just don't hear music. We don't just hear me up here preaching. But we can hear you speaking to us today. Dear Lord, while we worship today. Make the words that we sing have a special meaning. Speak to our hearts through the words we sing. Dear Lord, as Chad brings the children's message this morning, that you would speak to him because we are all children of God. Dear Lord, as I speak today, Hide me behind this desk so that all that comes through is your word. And above all, dear Lord, may the gospel be proclaimed today. May hearts and lives be changed because people have come face to face with Jesus Christ. Bless us now. And we give you all the honor and glory for it all. And it's in the holy and precious name of our living Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. Would you stand as we sing our call to worship, hymn number 133, and we'll sing both verses, 133.
want to get the kids to come down front this morning. Hey, Thomas. All right, as we got them coming in, we are going to talk about something. In, well, in honor of Mother's Day, we're going to talk about something more mysterious than mothers themselves, and that's their pocketbook. So, we're going to look in here, and we're going to look at some things that, well, this is, I did, this is one I made up, so, because you never look in mom's pocketbook, right? I do. You do? All right, we're going to look in here at some things that a mother might keep in their pocketbook, and why they might keep them in there. The first one I've got is a coin purse. Or a little purse. Because a mother must always be ready for a financial emergency, right? Or a speeding speed <laughs> ticket. Sandra. I'm going home. Okay. <laughs> also, and then, you know, I couldn't find one of these, but mothers, we all do this too. Or a flashlight. Because you never know when the electricity is going to go off and leave us in the dark. So here, with our trusty phone, we have our flashlight, right? So we never know, moms never know when it's going to get dark. And this also works for our next one because it says they carry a mirror because they always want to look their best. And so I can just turn mine around here and just take a picture. I'm always looking my best anyway, right? <laughs> Mothers always want to look their best. What about a first aid kit? I got some things. <laughs> got some things in here because you never know when there's going to be a boo-boo, right? You guys ever have boo-boos? You got Uh-huh. Boo-boos. All right, what about tissues? Because you, these are good for cleaning a face or wiping a tear from your eye, right? Or what? Makeup line, yeah. I got two more things in here. I got a piece of gum because I'm... <laughs> That's not where I was going, but I like that. <laughs> a mother should always have something sweet. To encourage others when they're down in the dumps, right? Oh, okay. Or sometimes mothers carry a, maybe carry a small Bible around their purse. Now, this is not a small Bible. It says a mother should keep the Bible in her purse. It will serve as a reliable guide when helping her children to stay on the right path. And that leads me, we're going to, since we're talking about Mother's Day, we are going to read Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. And it says this. This is one of the Ten Commandments. Something very important to remember on Mother's Day. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. This is one of God's first commandments that he gave like a promise of like long life with it. Isn't that cool? 
And he said, if you honor your mother and father, that your, your days will be long in this land. So, on Mother's Day, I want to encourage you guys, not just today, but every day, to honor your mother because she is always prepared for what may come up in life, okay? So as we close, we're going to come sit over here in just a minute, and I pray, and we're going to go out after the choir expression, and we're going to go this way today, okay? So everybody bow our heads, okay? God, thank you so much for godly mothers. We are thankful that they are always prepared to help their children and lead them on the right path. Thank you so much for all these boys and girls, and just help us to honor our mothers, not just today, but every day. All this we ask in your name, amen. Power, power.
Thank you, choir. I tell you what, I fully expected for Chad to pull out a vial of the most powerful cleaning agent, face cleaner, that has been known to man. And it may be different up north, but down in the south, if you were on your way to church and you had something on your face, your mama would pull out a Kleenex and then do what? Spit on it and proceed to clean every speck of dirt off your face. I'm telling you, mama's spit will clean all kinds of stuff. Do they do that in the north too? They do? So that's universal. It's not just a, a southern thing, it's universal. But today, as you can see by the title of the message, A Christian Mother's Saltiness. And I want to look at, we're going to begin by looking at one verse. Matthew 5, verse 13. If you could turn there in your Bible, or follow along on the screen, but if you could stand as I read what Matthew records Jesus, our Savior, saying. And Jesus says this, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt becomes tasteless, how will it be made salty again? It is good for nothing anymore except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Let's pray. Blessed Lord, thank You for our Christian mothers. Thank You for what is recorded here in Your Scripture. And as we look at Christian mothers today, speak to us through Your Word. Bless the reading of Your Word. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ our Savior we pray. Amen. So here's what I I want to ask you. What makes Christian mothers distinctive from any other mothers? What is it about Christian mothers that make them special? You ready for this? The answer? Salt. That's the answer. That's what makes mothers Christian mothers different from any other mothers for several different reasons. Do you guys know that at one point in our world that salt was so valuable that it was used as currency? That if you went to a store and you wanted to buy something, you had to give salt in order to purchase it because it was so valuable. And Jesus says that we, as His disciples, are the salt of the earth. Again, Matthew 5.13, it says, you are the salt of the earth. The Christian mother has a saltiness brought about by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that enables her to train, 
discipline, and love her children unlike any other mother. You guys realize that? that you moms that are out here today, you Christian moms, you are different because of the Holy Spirit in you has given you the ability to raise, love, train, discipline your family. And I hate to say this, this, this cuts into my pride, but not just your children, but your husband too. Unlike any other woman in the world, because you are living in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, as a father, having children, when they're babies, I thought that was the most difficult thing. But I'm going to tell you now that I've got teenagers and adult children, that was cake. That was a walk in the park. Because they had to do what you wanted. They had no choice. Having teenagers at home, Man, I thought that oh, I thought that was hard. But let me tell you. That's easy compared to having adult children that are out on their own, making their own decisions and living their own lives and you are sitting back being a spectator. That is hard. And having to watch my mother's heart breaking for her children and her grandchildren. Watching my wife's heart breaking for her children and praying for them. I remember walking in and seeing my mom face down on the floor praying through tears, praying for me and my brothers and sisters. That is something that only a child of a Christian mother ever has the chance of seeing. It is what makes them different. And I want to show you, share with you two biblical examples of a Christian mother's saltiness. And they are Lois and Eunice. They're only mentioned a few times in the Bible. But look at 2 Timothy 1.5. Paul is writing to the young preacher Timothy. And he tells him, he says, For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am sure that it is in you as well. And then again in 2 Timothy 3, verses 14 and 15. You, however, continue in the things that you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that your childhood, and that from your childhood, you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. You see, Lois and Eunice were examples to young Timothy. They taught him the Scriptures. 
They modeled for him what it meant to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. He saw in them something that influenced him to the point that he not only accepted Jesus Christ, but now he was a preacher of the gospel. And here are three things that I want you to notice about the example set by Lois and Eunice. A Christian mother's saltiness seasons their children's early years by teaching them God's Word. Listen. It was a Jewish custom as a mother began to teach her children the Holy Scriptures that she would take the Torah, the law, And she would take that scroll, and in the corner of that scroll, she would put a dab of honey. And that she would then place that that page up to that child, and that child would then put their lips to that dot of honey on the Torah. And what she was teaching them is that the Word of God is sweet. It is something to be desired. It is something to be treasured. Now, like most of you, I always, I don't know if all of you did this, but me and my wife got a kick out of this, that when our children were little, we would go to a restaurant and we would get water with lemon. You know, you get the lemon wedges. And, we would, and I did it the other day to, a, to a, not even a one-year-old yet. And, and we just laughed. I thought it was funny. But we would take that lemon and we'd hold it up to that baby's mouth. And that baby would, of course, naturally stick their tongue out, out, suck on it, and then make the funniest faces you have ever seen in your life. Because lemons are sour. So you would try to do it again, and they would do it again. It took them about three or four times to realize, I don't want that yellow thing that he's trying to put in my mouth anymore. But then you take syrup or honey or, or, or a piece of cake with icing on it, something sweet, and you give it to them and they are smacking their lips trying to get more. Why? Because it tastes good. It is sweet. And that's what we should have. We should have that sweet tooth like we do for honey buns and cake and banana pudding. That the way we should want and desire the Word of God. And a Christian mother teaches, they, they season their child's early years by teaching them that the Word of God is something special. It will add flavor to your life. It will add something that is missing. You ever had a bowl of mashed potatoes? And I'm talking about just plain potatoes. Not seasoned, nothing. Is there anything that tastes more bland than an unsalted mashed potato? No, that's pretty nasty stuff. You could mortar bricks with that. But you take a little bit of butter and you take a little bit of salt and you put that in those potatoes, what happens? It changes everything. Man, you got something good there. 
That's what a Christian mother does with the Word of God. She teaches her child that there is something good and that that is what will add to their life. Then second, a Christian mother's saltiness adds flavor to their children's desire to know more about Jesus. Lois and Eunice, grandmother and mother, they lived their, such, their lives in such a way that once they came to know Jesus Christ, they modeled it at in front of Timothy to the point that that faith that they displayed, Paul was convinced that that same faith was in Timothy. Let me tell you. They will tell you all the time that as children get older, it gets more and more difficult to teach them about the love of Christ. The percentages of people that accept Christ drop as they get older. The majority of people that accept Christ are young. As they get older, that percentage drops drastically. But a Christian mother lives their life in such a way that they model the love for Christ. I'm going to tell you something. And again, it's hard for me to admit this. But there was a time in my life that I would do everything I could to avoid going to church. And Ginger would pack up Five kids, six kids, not six, five, five kids, load them up in the van and take them to church all by herself. Because daddy had a headache. But she was convinced that her family needed to be in church. It breaks my heart to have to admit that, but that's the truth. See, I'd got my feelings hurt at church and I didn't want to have anything to do with it. But my wife, being the Christian mother, made sure that her children not only were taken to church, but saw her at church as well. Teaching a child to love Jesus Christ to build their desire to want to know more about Him is something that only a Christian mother can do. And then three, a Christian mother's saltiness preserves their children's desire for salvation. The salt not only adds flavor, but it also preserves. And a mother, a Christian mother has the ability of getting their child to a point that they want and they desire salvation. It's not just about raising that kid and getting them out of school. It's about their internal, their eternal salvation. And a Christian mother 
wants to preserve that desire for that child to seek after Christ and accept Him as their Savior and become a disciple of the living Lord. That is something that only a Christian mother can do. Did it always happen when we want? No. See, it's not the mother's job to save their children. The mother cannot provide salvation to their children. It is the job of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that convicts. It is the Holy Spirit that seals and saves. It's not your job. Your job is to teach, is to love, is to train and model what it means to be a Christian to your children. And the examples that we have in Lois and Eunice was definitely effective. You see, when Lois and Eunice accepted Christ, that didn't transfer to Timothy. Timothy had to do it himself. But he was influenced by his grandmother and his father, or his mother. And you know what it says in Acts? Timothy's father, it never says that he believed. In fact, it says that he was a Greek. It says that his mother was a Jew that believed in Jesus, that believed in the gospel. It doesn't say that about his father. And his father is never mentioned by name. His father's never mentioned at all after that passage in Acts. But his mother and his grandmother are mentioned because they understood what it meant to be the salt of the earth. And mothers, I want to thank you I want to thank you for being salty. And I'm going to tell you, you make our lives special. Because as I look out over this congregation this morning, and I know there's ones watching online right now, that your love for Christ has influenced your entire family. And I thank you for being the salt of the earth. But I also know that there are people out there hurting because your mother has gone on. Or that your spouse has gone on. 
or possibly you've had children that have gone on. But I'll tell you this. Jesus Christ can take that pain. Jesus Christ can fill that void. Jesus can make everything whole again. If today you look at your life and you say, I am missing that saltiness. Think about what Jesus says in Matthew. If a salt has lost its flavor, how will it regain its saltiness? And I find it interesting that here, <coughs> where we live in the Piedmont of North Carolina, that every winter seems that at least once we have trucks going up and down the road spraying salt on the roads. The salt they're spraying can't be on the dining table. It doesn't taste like what we would put on our food. It is not good for that. but all it's good for is to be sprayed on the road and being driven over or walked on. Trodden under the feet of men. Church, I want each of you, mothers, fathers, children, I want you to understand what it means to be salty. I want me to understand what it means to be salty. And I can't help but think about my mom and the example of seeing her on her face crying, praying for me. Seeing how much she cares about me and about her grandchildren. I want you guys to understand what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And as you look at your life, if you say, I don't understand that, please, give your mother the best Mother's Day present you could ever give her. Ask Jesus to take your life. Ask Jesus to come in and change everything. He will meet you where you are. You don't have to fix it before you not come to know Christ. Because Jesus will fix it for you. It's not going to be easy. But He will do it. If you let Him. Don't leave this place without knowing Jesus Christ is your Savior. I'll be up front as we have this time of invitation as the musicians and Sandra come. This is your opportunity to understand that saltiness.
and to become salt of the earth. Whatever it is that God is asking you to do, now is the time as we sing this song to take care of it. Would you stand as we sing our hymn of invitation, number 571, Let Others See Jesus in You, 571. forget Wednesday night 6:30 Bible study we're continuing our study of Acts here in the sanctuary as well as youth and children meeting down in the youth building at 6:30 also continue to pray for Eunice Daggerhart and Cleve Daggerhart any reports this morning Ruth no went to see her yesterday after breakfast she is very weak um, she was talking um, she was smiling, um, but continue to pray for Eunice and Cleve at this point. Um, Eunice, Eunice is, is made up her mind. Um, she even told her daughter, Cheryl, I'm going to see Jesus. So just continue to pray with, or for them and with them today. Thank you for being here. Mothers, Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for setting that example. And you all have a happy Mother's Day. And I want to ask Nick Barcher as our deacon of the week if he would close us out in prayer today. He's going to be praying from up top. So, uh, Nick, if you would dismiss us in prayer. Please join me in prayer. God, we thank you for the mothers and the mother figures who gave birth to us, who raised us, who loved us. Thank you so much for that earthly support mechanism you put in place. We pray as we leave here, Lord, that we would honor and love those mothers and show them some fraction of, uh, of, of a return. And we ask that as we leave here, we would be the the salt and the light on the earth and the world. And we thank you so much for all that you blessed us with. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.